airing the Addisons. Well, let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you for joining us today. Um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, today, I just kind of want to bounce around a few of the stories that uh, grabbed my attention. Um, mm-hmm. And by grab my attention, I mean some of them that Will the Great said directly to me, and then <laughs> others <laughs> that I happened upon um, as I follow the rabbit trails where some of those stories lead, and just questions that I have. That's that's usually that's that's how I use news stories, right? I mm-hmm. use news stories to answer some of the questions that I feel like don't get answered in one initial news story. I'm like, okay. Uh, I st- I don't know you know what I mean yeah and so then I'll I'll just kind of um, see what other people are saying, um, you know and and sometimes honestly it's just to check to make sure that I'm not crazy mm. sometimes you know sometimes it's like okay I have this thought and and I don't want to be so jaded um, so as to you know communicate just a distrust for everything or you know a, yeah <laughs> but honestly that's how I feel you know. Um, so anyways, well, with good reason. A lot of um, I, mean, I think you know, so. Some. But of course, I would say I have good reason to be crazy. I mean, I, of course, I'm going to say that. Yeah. So it's nice to hear you say it. Thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, today's topic is a simple question, um, kind of how we tend to start off our discussions, just asking a big um, umbrella question. And then uh, we've got some stories to kind of work in there in the discussion. But the question is just this. Are we free? Hmm. That's it. Are we free? Are we free? Uh, in the United States of America, are we free? Mm-hmm. And uh, some people may expand that question. Um, are we as free as we thought we were? And um, can we return to this illusion of freedom on the other side of COVID-19? Hmm. I know I said that was one question, but just put commas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> before you put your, before you put, as as the, the little kids say, our little kids uh, they call it a mystery mark. It's a question mark. They say mm-hmm. it's a mystery. It's a mystery mark. So before you put your mystery mark on there, uh, just put a bunch of commas. Uh, but are we free? Are we as free as we thought we were? And will we return to the illusion of freedom mm. um, that we had on the other side of COVID-19? I, I, my opinion here is um, there's something that I think is a little bit concerning to me. And that, that is that I, I, don't, I don't think the types of freedom that we thought we had, um, I don't think... I don't think it's so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm looking at the loss of industry. I'm looking at the loss of people's yeah. rights to work. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm I'm questioning as this kind of goes on, and you see the suffering, and you, you know, you hear the stories. Um, I don't know. There's just something that's very eerie about that to me, and I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's safe for us to live with this illusion of freedom saying, well, I'm just choosing to stay home. Mm. When the reality is, is that you have buckets um, loaded down with people who want to get back to work. In fact, let, yeah. let's go a step further. They need to get back to work. Yeah. You know, but the, but the narrative is you give up a little freedom for the whole, like, because we're dealing with this, this big, you know, um, pandemic. 
And so yeah. everybody, everyone needs to be able to give up some freedoms, mm-hmm. you know, so that we can watch out for everybody. Yeah, I, I I put that in the category of social conditioning, Will, mm. actually. Went, and, and that's a lot of what we hear. That's a mm-hmm. lot of what we hear. But I, I put that in the category of social conditioning where we believe that the decisions we're making are our decisions mm. when really you have no choice. Because, you know, there are people who understand, um, I guess, you know, the psychology behind the way people make decisions and and. and you can put enough information in front of people mm-hmm. where they feel that they have been empowered to make that decision. In the beginning of this, remember, I joked and I said, now for Americans, we're going to have to tell ourselves we're staying home because we want to. <laughs> right. Remember that? I was yeah, like, you're going to yeah. have to say you're doing it because you want. And, you know, jokingly. But now it seems that that has been sort of taken advantage of, that Americans are willing to do a certain amount um, in consideration of others. But now it seems that that's gone just a bit too far. So I want to talk about that. That's the that's the big picture question. Are we free? Um, Liberty Council has announced their uh, reopen church Sunday initiative, which is encouraging churches to open their doors on May the 3rd. That's just ahead of the National Day of Prayer, May 7th. And um, so that'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. how all of that goes. Um, then another question that I have is, um, is social distancing becoming somewhat of a type of religion in our society these days. And a religion. A well, sort, sort of a religion. Sort of. I mean, mm. you know, and That's I don't want I don't want to thought. Now, I'm asking that question based on an article that I read that said that said that social distancing is not a religion. Okay. Um which I agree with. Yes. I agree with 110. Um, so I guess my way of being a little more um, inviting for a discussion um, is to ask that in the form of a question. And mm-hmm. I will go a little bit further than the article went. Okay. Um, my question is, you know, if if social distancing is, is sort of religion, you know, where we feel we are committed to this, we're committed to, you know, keeping businesses shut down. We're committed to keeping people inside their homes. We're committed to... Um, all the other things that go along with it, you know, yeah. would you would you sort of look at those things as like the sacraments, you know, the wearing of the mask and the gloves and, and when you go out and how you don't hug people anymore, you don't touch, you don't talk. I mean, mm. you know, I, I mean, never did. just well. And so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just all the introverts are having a wonderful <laughs> time with what's going on in our country right now. <laughs> Um, and then another question that I have, you know, can America keep all of her plates spinning during mm. this time? Um, there's this picture of, you know, the the person that we marvel at who can set these plates to spinning on the top of these little impossible sticks yeah. and keep them all going. And I I don't know. I don't know, because I think that there are questions that we need to ask about the far reaching consequences of what we're doing. I read another story that uh, there are some serious talks about a fourth round of a stimulus package where I know, I know. And I have, I have tried to be fair minded. I have tried to say, you know, um, okay, this is not a crisis that the American people brought up on themselves. When you force people to shut down their businesses, um, we send aid here. We do this. I've, I've, I've look, I'm, I'm with all of those manila folders, open them all up. Let's get in and see, let's I'm, I'm with all of that. But now here we're talking about, you know, just 
putting us deeper in a place that we don't need to be that really it's not going to be us, you know, but will it's going to be our children Mm -hmm. and their children, uh, depending on, you know, what the end times are looking like. Yeah. Which, you know, um, anyways, so, so that's, yeah. I don't know. Just thinking about some of these things, I don't know how long, uh, the American people, you know, I'm I'm thinking about the whole religion, you know, uh, analogy for as social distancing and all that stuff. I don't know how long, you know, the American people are going to be able to uh, do this. I don't, I don't well, know if it's going to create a new norm. I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe it will. I'm In the words of uh, the late Dr. King, how long? Not long. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, people are tired around here. Yeah. Okay? And you start to and, see and it I think, like more. Yeah. People are people are battle wearied. You know, I, I think you've reached the max of we have tried to process all of the information and we've tried to be fair minded. But I think when it becomes increasingly obvious and we got another story here and this in the category of shut up and quarantine, shut up and quarantine sounds really harsh, but that's that's mm. what's happening via social media. I think when people become more and more aware of competing voices in the medical community mm. being stifled, then they say, wait a minute. Oh, wait, that's dangerous. Okay. That's so wait. I mean, you've <laughs> got actual medical professionals who are suggesting that some of the measures that were taken, you know, probably put us in a worse situation than we would have been in. And those voices are being removed um, from social media. So we're going to talk about that a little bit as well. But let's start with this first story. And I want to get your take on this. So uh, Liberty Council last week announced their initiative called Reopen Church Sunday, where they're encouraging churches to open their doors on Sunday before the National Day of Prayer. Um, Of course, you know, suggesting that churches take the appropriate measures and all of that, but saying, you know, we need to be back together. We we need to be back in our churches. Mm -hmm. And even I think there is a hint of we continue to treat, I guess, and, and, Maybe we don't intend it to look this way, but maybe it kind of trivializes our civil civil liberties when we, you know, say, well, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm. really I don't really need that protection. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And they're suggesting May 3rd, just ahead of the National May Day 3rd. of Prayer. I was just yeah. looking at it. I was yeah. like, when, when is that? So that's coming up. Um, yeah. yeah. Man, I, I think there's going to be a lot of my, my, my initial thoughts about gathering together. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of people who still won't like, mm-hmm. and I think because of the mindset of like, ah, I don't know if I'm ready to do that yet. Uh, so I, I think, I think it's a good thing that we, we all need to push for like, like, man, let's, let's get this back. You know, the, the unity and the fellowship together uh, with, with one another. But I think there's going to be a lot of skepticism on the part of Christians uh, who will feel like, nah, I'm not ready yet. This is too quick. You know, that stuff is still out there and, you know, the count is still going up. I think I saw the day where it was like over a million now cases in the United States. Um, and so, I, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a great effort like to we need to look towards getting back to uh, um, the fellowship of the believers together in one place. Uh, take the proper measure that you desire to take. But even with that, like how long? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how long is this a permanent thing with churches? Now you're going to have to have these different things in place. Um, you know, I heard on the, 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 the uh, news and we're talking about, you know, even offerings and, and, and <laughs> things going to have to be looked at, maybe still just give online. And ah, I just, you know, I don't know. 
I'm wondering how that's going to go. Are people going to just fall in line with that? Or is it going to be like, you know, uh, no, man, we got to get back to, you know, doing everything yeah, like we used to. I think it's interesting that you mentioned that we've hit the um, million, it, a million, a million oh, people yeah. who are diagnosed with COVID-19. Yeah, is that cases. right? Is that yeah. Di- okay. So one million cases. Uh, I wonder what else we could track in this country the same way that would cause the same type of concern and make those numbers public with, you know, just mm. um, without stopping. I, I just I wonder what else it is that we could keep on the American people's minds to trouble them about that. And that's my concern. It's mm. not that I think we are all fighting for the right to be an ostrich. Like, you know, I mean, we're not, you know what <laughs> right, I mean? We're not right. fighting to go and bury our head or to, to be, yeah. you know, aloof. I, I don't think anyone's fighting for that. But I think what becomes more and more difficult mm. is the ability for individuals to reason because there's not fair information that is being shared. And yeah. and probably yeah. one of the, the clear cases of, of that, or maybe one of the more clear cases of that would be um, these doctors. You and I this weekend mm-hmm. um, watched a couple doctors from Bakersfield, California, California. Mm-hmm. which, as you know, I mean, when we were on the front end of this, I mean, out of California, it was, you know, the sky is falling. Half of my state, I believe Governor Newsom said, right? Half of my state's going to be. Uh, infected. Yeah, a lot of numbers were inflated in the beginning. A My lot goodness. Of and so, you know, you're you're looking at that and you're saying, you know, OK, we've got to take some different steps here. But um, you've got a couple of doctors who are they are on the ground mm-hmm. doing the work. Mm-hmm. They they I think they run an urgent care facility. And if you were listening to the Hamilton Corner last night, he actually played a few snippets mm-hmm. from this video, which now looks like it's a, a case of good. You got it while you could. <laughs> Because it's been taken down from YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's had, you know, millions of views, millions of views, which shows that people are interested in a debate. Yeah. yeah. That is sort of like the American fabric. Mm. It's, we're interested in a debate. And there is no debate when there's just someone up sermonizing and saying, well, this is what you need to be concerned about. Mm-hmm. These are the measures that we're taking. And you guys just need to submit to that. I think Americans, okay, yeah, two weeks, all right, okay, because we don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't know. So we're trying to figure it out. But I think now people are emerging from this, you know, four, five, six weeks in. And I think people are saying, "Um, we know a little bit more now. Right. And we want to debate. Right. But the powers that be, (laughs) and we'll talk about that, the powers that be are saying no debate. Just do what we said. Mm. So we'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Just give me Jesus. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Are we free? That's the question um, with a lot of commas and then the mystery mark. Um, (laughs) But just looking at what's going on and how easy it was for us to give up our freedoms, I'm suggesting strongly how easy it was for us to just sort of say, you know, well, these are things we can't do because they said we can't and they said we shouldn't. I think we need to be careful. I think we need to be cautious, but I think there's a whole lot 
that goes into um, you know a country as a whole um, than than just what is coming from you know Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks. Mm -hmm. I think there's just a little bit more that goes into that. And and again, and I don't want to speak out of ignorance, but I think part of that concern, even what I just expressed, part of that concern is what has been used to silence Americans. Well, yeah. you don't know. Right. You don't know. Right. You we we are and which you saw some of this coming from the celebrities. Listen to the smart people. I don't know if you heard that. Um, some of those comments like we've got a lot of smart people telling us what we need to know. And so what does it do? It diminishes your ability to trust your own instincts mm -hmm. or to even trust the Lord, because you can you can hear from people and you're like, well, they're the smart people. Right. They're the people who have gone through sort of the baptism of education. And so, man, we that's need such a to, good point. I mean, think about it, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, such a yeah. good point. I'm, I'm just thinking about how reliance on others who are, quote unquote, experts and not saying, I mean, they've, they've gone to school, they've done different things. So I'm not diminishing that. Of course. But man, we do have the Holy Spirit, you know, yeah. and I think sometimes that, you know, that aspect of things is downplayed within our lives, especially in times like this. We yeah. seem like we look more towards, you know, experts and others, you know, even in our walks with Christ, we can look more to like, uh, Bible scholars or whoever, when the Holy uh -huh. Spirit is able to teach us what we don't know right there through reading the word, you know? You know, this is unrelated, but in a way it is, because to the point that you just kind of alluded to, one of one of my biggest, you know, criticisms of the church right now, and probably what I see as the the reason for our anemia is that we would rather read Bible commentaries and read the Bible. Mm -hmm. We would rather read books about the Bible than mm -hmm. read the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. So we, it's almost sort of like a, yeah. again, and we've said this on the show, uh, we don't want to come near the mountain. You mm. just come, you come and tell us right. after all this is over, we don't right. want to come near the mountain. Like we right. just, you tell us how you process that and get us the information. And I think something dies in us when we behave that way. And yeah. And I think, you know, even when you go and you sit and I look, we have we have friends in the medical community and, and um, I, I have a, a dear brother in the Lord that I consider a friend and I trust his expertise. Mm -hmm. But it's one of the things that is really endearing to me is that when I talk to him and I ask him my questions, he says, now, look, this is this is the information. But look, you're a mom. Mm -hmm. You know, you know what's going on with your kid. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You mm -hmm. know, you know. And, and that is very encouraging to hear that coming from a doctor. Right. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. the, the understanding that as a parent, you don't have to check your instincts at the door that you yeah. can come in and say, now, listen, mm -hmm. I there's something not right here yeah. or there is something here. But I don't think it's that I don't want to do that, you know, <laughs> right. so to be able to do that. And, and what I'm saying um, look, guys, in this country, we need to we need to hold on to that. Yes. We need to hold yes. on to that. We don't yes. need to be. Well, I can't comment on that. I'm not one of the smart people. You know, when you know to go to my New Orleans. Okay, your mom and them and your grandma and them. <laughs> all right, they were the ones taking care of you. You know, there, I mean, there's some information that is just basic, and 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 we have lost sight of that yeah. because the smart people are crowding out. You know. Our instincts, they're yeah. crowding out, even just as being able to hear from the Lord and know what to do. Yes. The spirit of God is still leading Amen. the people of God. And, and we need time. to trust him Yes, in real time, in Amen. real time. So, look, this is the story here. Um, YouTube has censored the video of the California doctors calling for the reopening of the country. <laughs> well, of course, because that's dangerous. Now, if you need this, I just want to stress here, the California doctors who are calling for the reopening of the country. YouTube has taken down the video of the two doctors from Bakersfield, California. Hopefully you've seen it. It's had millions of views. They held a press conference where they were calling for the country to be reopened and strongly suggesting 
that, you know, maybe some of the measures that we have taken have been a little bit of overkill. Like maybe we've put ourselves in a worse situation than we would have been in um, if we hadn't done it this way. That's part of what they suggested. But YouTube said that they violated community guidelines. Um, let me let me say this and I'll continue on with this story. But I want to go back two years ago to this this month, two mm -hmm. years ago, um, this month. Mm -hmm. Facebook rolled out this whole I don't know if people remember we were we were still doing urban and so we played a series of clips on the morning show where we wanted people to hear with their own ears Mark Zuckerberg redefining this new community. Uh, yeah. Remember that yeah. where we will have these new standards and these new ways that we operate because what we're doing on Facebook, it's not just online technology. These are communities where we are. Mm -hmm. So basically, and, and one of the things that I said again, and this could be because Mika's crazy. But one of the things that I said was that, whoa, he's he's kind of he's like creating his own little country mm. where where there are rules and there are certain expectations. There are laws and you violate these laws. They call them community standards. Um, OK. <laughs> and 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 people can report you, right? And you can go to Facebook jail. Okay, mm -hmm. then you've got to you've got to you've got to get representation to get out. <laughs> Craziness. So this was two years ago, but what has happened in the last two years? We've really been conditioned to believe that if Facebook bans it, then it shouldn't be there. Mm. If YouTube bans it, it shouldn't be there. Why? Because they created a community, and in the midst of that community, they put down some law. And what did they say? They said, if anybody transgresses this law, you're not fit to live, at least not in this community online. Now, you can live out in the real world, but let's face it, nobody wants to live there. Everybody wants to be in this. <laughs> everybody wants to be in this virtual community world that we have here where they can craft and shape whatever it is that they want. And so if we ban you, if we ban your content, you don't exist any longer. Now, that's a couple of years ago. And look at where we are now, where people have got to fight. They've got to plead their case that they should actually be on social media, hmm. that they actually have a right to be a part of a community. It's, it's, it's kind of insane, but it, yeah. is, it is the public square. It is, it is the community. Mm -hmm. So these doctors, Dan Erickson and Artin Masihi, I guess is how you would say his name, um, operate out uh, of an urgent care clinic in Bakersfield, California. And um, they use data, all right? They use data and their medical expertise to suggest that maybe what we have done is not what we should have done and to strongly suggest that we probably need to begin opening up the country using wisdom and understanding that states and the cases of COVID-19 are going to vary by states, but suggesting that, you know, we need to turn our attention now toward opening up the country again. And what did YouTube do? YouTube took the video down. Yeah. YouTube said that it violated their standards. It violated their community guidelines. That's their wording, right? Facebook would have said violated community standards. YouTube violated community guidelines. <laughs> and, and the question then has to be, why is there no room for debate on this? Why is it that there is one voice, there is one set of directives, and those, it's, it's almost as if, and I'm out of my mind to even suggest this, but it's almost as if there has been an agreed upon response previously that should this happen, this is what we'll need and everyone must say the same thing. Well, yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. I mean, you know. I mean, and, it sounds very communistic, you know. I mean. Controlling I, I, the prop, what do you say, you know, the what's going out, what can be heard, like what, what, what people hear and causing them to believe in that way, the propaganda and all, like it seems like they are stifling certain information because that's not the narrative that that's desired. 
And they want right. this other narrative to be out there overflowing. So And so for us, for us, the public listening, watching, hopefully, you know, cross-referencing and, and checking information against other information, um, that should concern us. That mm -hmm. should concern us. You should say, well, why don't we have more conversations like this? In fact, not only did we watch these doctors, but we watched another video of a doctor who was talking about very much the same thing, mm -hmm. saying very much the same thing, that the way that our bodies work and the way that our bodies function best is to be able to build up immunities and all of these things. And again, my question is this, not that we all have to be experts or even pretend to be experts, but my question is this, why have we so freely given up that, that blessing that is debate, mm. that blessing that is debate. We have, and we've accepted this in Hollywood. We have accepted this, and I, I guess to a large extent on social media, but the cancel culture that we're always hearing about, that mm -hmm. you say one thing that we don't like. And you're done. And, you know, it's its the, the commercial <laughs> of the the lady, bless her heart, where she's, um, I unfriend you to people in person. Mm -hmm. Right. Remember, you know, she's putting pictures up yeah. on her wall at home and, and she does it. And, and, and her friends are like, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. I feel like that's almost sort of become the norm mm. that, you know, that people are saying, you know, this is the information that we want you to be thinking about. And this is how we want you to process that information. And anybody who comes, who breaks away from the herd, anybody who thinks differently, who questions differently, even if they arrive at a conclusion by way of expertise, which could, if it's science in some ways, be at least there's some commonalities here. We are, shouldn't we in, in some ways be saying the same thing? I mean, you could argue that we are. Mm-hmm. But maybe the conclusion that we arrive at is different. Why, why isn't there space for that debate anymore? And, and, and so my, my thing is, I'm, I'm hoping because you said this video had millions of views, right, mm -hmm. of these doctors. I'm, I'm like, why couldn't they be put into the pot, you know, with Dr. Fauci and, and Dr. Burks? And, and as another consideration, you know, for the White House to kind of look at and say, OK, we, we have and not not just have these two figureheads and their crew you know, running everything, because I think what this shows is that, hey, these people here are actually practicing and they're, yes. you know, they're doing it. And so why can't they should be heard, I think, on a national level, you know, by our leaders to say, OK, let's consider this. Mm -hmm. And maybe they are. Mm -hmm. Maybe behind the scenes, you know, President Trump has seen this, you know, yeah. it's, it's likely. Well, I, but you it's know. highly likely. It is highly likely. And, and I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I hope so, because, yeah. you know, I think the president um, I think the president has his instincts and I think just like us, the average American, there are there are certain thoughts I think the president has on this. And, and I think you may have heard those thoughts in the beginning. And I think you catch some snippets of those thoughts near the end of some of the press conferences. Mm. In the beginning, everything is really polished and it's sort of like this is what everybody's agreed on. You know, this is what we need. This is the information we need to get out. Mm -hmm. And I think that there are some sort, yeah. you know, I don't know. There's like a a loosening of the tie near the end of the press conferences. And this is where I really kind of like, you know, perk my ears up because I'm like, I, I kind of am curious to know. Um, and, you know, and again, this is just, this is just my opinion. And, and I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'm alone, but that's never stopped me before. Um, I, I, I think there is huge disagreement over yeah. what has happened in this country. And huge, I, huge disagreement. And I think while, you know, you know, everything that's happening is real like this virus is real yeah, things people are dying you know but i think when you look at a larger picture the end game is somebody's going to make a lot of money 
um, yeah. at, in the end. Like, and that, and that might seem, seem callous, but I, I just know, you know, big pharma and, and the and the vaccines and all, like there's there's some people who stand to really make off, you know. With so can this. I tell you something now? This is I know this is going to sound, and I agree with you. I agree with you. And which, by the way, I have another story here that I want to talk about. Um, Oxford University um, is suggesting that according to tests, initial tests, um, they could have a vaccine ready by September. I don't trust for COVID nineteen. Don't trust it. So we'll talk about that. Mm-mm. I definitely want to share that information. I, I think it's interesting. But can I tell you something now? This is so to your point about somebody standing to make a lot of money. That that may be true. That mm-hmm. may be true because you connect it to um, vaccines. It depends on how the vaccines. Um, it depends on whether or not there's a patent, right? Whether mm-hmm. or not someone can own mm-hmm. the vaccine uh, to COVID-19. And I think there's going to probably be a little bit. more than um who stands to make money i really i think there is something more demonic and more sinister and i think it's um who stands to lose the most Hmm. and i think i think Hmm. crippling our country was top of that list i really do i agree with you and 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 i think they knew that this had to happen in order to slow down yeah you know the president really yeah and yeah i I think it was even saying that I'm, i'm not trying to be political i'm not saying that this virus was created uh, politically but i think they knew it took something to slow down this economy because that was a big Mm -hmm. push you know Mm -hmm. in his in his direction yeah to to weaken this country Mm -hmm. look and 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 let me say something and and if you if you move beyond the talk of economics Mm -hmm. and you look at the social implications of what has happened in this country when we talk about a weaker nation it's not just the economy you know and there's a discussion about you know, will we bounce back economically and, you know, how far down can we go as far as the unemployment numbers and be able to rebound? What's going to get us back on track? Even the talk of a fourth round of stimulus is a thought of like, OK, if we can do this at a certain point, then we can get us back on track um, by the end of this year, by the yeah. end of 2020. And, and so there's some question about that. But I think the social impact of what mm. has happened in this country, I think, is um maybe more irreparable <laughs> than, yeah. than than the rebounding the economy. I, and, I, and that's the I, thing I that agree. I'm concerned about. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the, even the impact on the church. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. like the yes. people of God and even the second guessing of even coming together. I think there will be some of that. I think there's some people who, you know, are ready and, and you know, to come back together. But I think there's a large group who are like, ah, you guys are being unwise. You know, like I just think it, mentally, you know, it, it's going to have an effect on, on on the church as well. Yeah, I say this not from a place of um, self righteousness, but just as a as a, a way to say this is just and this is just true. Will you know this to be true of me? Um, this is this is not to be pious or anything like that. But I routinely check out from a lot of the noise that surrounds me because I feel it difficult to really hear from the Lord and to follow the leading of the spirit of God, Mm. excuse me, when there's so many competing voices, so many things that are competing for your attention. I want to encourage the body of Christ to routinely, if you're on social media, routinely check out, check out because if you, if you start to look at the social media breakdown, like seriously, if you look at the social media breakdown and look at the amount of people who are using social media and then you compare that to like country populations, right? You would say, what's the biggest country by population? Well, you might say China. I've got news for you. Facebook is number one. Mm. China mm. would be second. Facebook would be number one. 
Think about the power in that community, if you will. All right, Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. I see you got a lot of makeup. You caked up, but so what? Yeah, and you don't need another player to pay you to blow up. Yeah, I know you're getting paper and the pesos. I know to get the paper, anything goes. Yeah, we know you're independent and you got your own digits, but the money ain't good enough. No, it's the Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa. Pretty just ain't good enough. You're ranking these social media sites by population and, you know, looking at them as you would the size of a, of a country. Uh, Facebook would be number one. That's amazing. YouTube, YouTube would be number four. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> Wow. And, and uh, if you think about it, you think about the information that you've got a set of people, you know, Google owns YouTube. So you've got a set of people who have a set of thoughts and beliefs mm. and they get to control the flow of information. So they they I mean, I don't want to oversell it here, but they almost become a sort of dictator. Right. Where they close their country. If they want, they can kick you out. And that's you, you true. You can't speak there. You say what we say you can say. We call it community standards. Everyone agrees on it. And then they even report you if you violate it. They turn on each other. Right. They can identify those that need to be ousted. Yeah. Um, if you look at this, if you look at it as you would countries and you look at the number of people who are using these social media sites and the incredible amount of power that these social media sites have. Mm. I mean, the incredible amount of power and influence. The studies suggest that 93 percent of our decisions are influenced by what we see on social media, our buying decisions, mm. our buying decisions. Ninety three percent of 93%. our buying decisions mm. are influenced by social media. <laughs> so wow. now that's that's what we're willing to put money on. Imagine what takes up space in your brain that you're thinking about and you're considering because you saw that on social media, mm. because you saw that come up in your news feed. And then again, you think about you've got these dictators you know, with these multiple screens on their desks in a day telling you what can and cannot be said, mm. what can and cannot be shared. This video is no longer available. Right. <laughs> Everybody, right. Everybody's Some sharing. Kind of things. They're like, yeah. hurry and watch, hurry yeah. and watch, because I don't know how long this will be because the dictators de decide what gets to be a part of that community. And they know how much power they have. Wow. They know how much influence they have. They have built these communities, not overnight, <laughs> And we have been willing participants, you know, and, and again, and it's and it's it's difficult to find the proper balance because there is sort of while it lasts. Right. There is a benefit for all of us. OK, there is a benefit for all of us. So it's it's difficult to take this um, hard nosed type look and say, I'm out mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because then you kind of lose something depending on what you're doing there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Versus yeah. them kicking you out when, you know, the tables have really kind of, or the scales, I should say, have tipped in their favor. They have more power. They have more power. I mean, just think about it. As outraged as we can get with Zuckerberg, um, we set up other social media accounts. I'm speaking myself here mm -hmm. and I'm done. I'm done. But then that blue <laughs> icon, I still will check it. Yeah, you'll be. I'm wearing you down. He's he's Steve Urkel. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's Steve Urkel. You'll be back. You know. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 then we often come back. All right. Uh, let's let's get some phone calls queued up. And then as we're doing that, I want to talk to you about this story here from the Daily Wire. 
again, I promise you that um, I do not shape tinfoil hats. I don't. <laughs> um, I promise you that I don't. I'm just going to share with you the information. And it's just something that I want you to be thinking about. And why am I doing this? Well, because I think that there are dictators who don't want you to get information. And if you only are going to social media to get information, um, you know, the chances are that anything that is overwhelmingly a challenge, um, it gets removed. And so mm. I, I want you to I want you to have this information. But let me give you the phone lines, uh, the numbers to the phone lines. If you want to talk to us, you can. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. You can comment on anything that we've talked about today. And while the calls are getting queued up, uh, this story here from the Daily Wire, Oxford University tests show our vaccine. Our vaccine may be ready by September. Don't trust it. According to. (laughs) Wait, what university? (laughs) Oxford University. Mm, Okay. Um, Okay. So. um, So here we go. Mm -hmm. According to Oxford University, scientists um, at the Jenner Institute are working on developing a vaccine for the coronavirus or for COVID-19. The newest development point, uh, the newest developments point to a strong possibility that they may have the vaccine ready by September rather than previously thought sometime in 2021. Mm -mm. According to the New York Times, quote, (laughs) um, quoting one of the doctors working on these vaccines, uh, most other teams have had to start with small clinical trials of a few hundred participants to demonstrate safety. But scientists at the university's Jenner Institute, they had a head start on a vaccine, having proved in previous trials that similar inoculations, including one last year against an earlier coronavirus, was harmless to humans. So in other words, we're able to build on some of our previous findings and just expand from there. Now, I'm going to jump through this because I know the phone lines are lit. And so we'll go to the phone lines. Um, Remember, I said it doesn't just stop. Right. There's always going to be some moving of the goalpost. Right. And and, and so because we've gone from um, flattening the curve to now saying unless we eradicate this disease, we can't get people back out. Right. And here is something else that is interesting, even as you've got this Oxford team that is saying that they tested their vaccine already on six lab monkeys and um, they exposed those monkeys to uh, COVID-19. Um, once they they inoculated them, then exposed them to COVID-19 and they were without symptoms 28 days later. They were healthy. They had been exposed to heavy doses of the virus. So those monkeys were healthy. So they are rejoicing and saying, hey, man, we think we're on the brink of getting this vaccine and moving it through and and all of these things. But there is another um, a director of the vaccine program at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. This is really interesting. A man by the name of Emilio Emini. And this is what he said. It's very, very it's a very, very fast clinical program. But here is what he cautioned, that there will have to be more than one vaccine. Mm. And the reason there will have to be more than one vaccine. So even if you get a vaccine in September, say, OK, Man. that's great. You're, he says there will have to be more than one Mm-mm. vaccine this is from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Mm-mm. right? The director of Dead their giveaway. vaccine program says there will have to be more than one vaccine. Why? Because the effects of one vaccine may vary due to the various age groups. They give away. So you'll have to have Mm-mm. different vaccines for people in different age groups. So it really doesn't come to an Mm-mm. end. <laughs> they ain't ready. I'm shaking my head like that Shannon Sharp meme. Mm-mm. Oh, my goodness. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So 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 that's that's one point of concern. Here is another point of concern. Um, and, and again, this is just you put it in the category of for what it's worth. Everybody's got their opinion on vaccines. Everybody's got their opinion on what they will and won't put in their bodies. But here you go, just so that you can have the information and have it as something that you think about. 
when we commonly think of vaccines, what do we think of? We think of um, a weakened version of a virus being introduced to our immune system that's supposed to trigger trigger an immune response, right? Mm-hmm. So a weakened version of a virus being introduced to our immune system that triggers our immune system to get, get on board, start fighting, so that we don't actually get, you know, deathly or gravely ill from this virus naturally maybe being introduced to our body. So this is what we typically think. And this would be what your parents, what my parents, you know, thought of when they thought about taking their kids to get their vaccines, right? But there is something that is increasingly popular, and and it's interesting because this is the method that they're using to develop these vaccines for COVID-19, which is an altering of the genetic code of a familiar virus. So it's not actually the virus that they want to help you um, build up a defense against. It's taken a familiar virus. We know what this virus does, but we are going to genetically modify this virus and then... um, code this virus <laughs> to nah, be able nah, to nah. fight against COVID-19. Doing too much. Mm-mm. Now, listen, all I'm saying is this. Do you remember over the last two to three years, there has been a massive fight over labeling food that is genetically modified. So now you see more of a push people going toward organic food because they're saying, we don't know what you mean when you say that. <laughs> so people now are looking at you and, and, and look now, Companies have to label foods. They have to say if it's made with genetically modified organisms or not. Because people have said, we need to know what we're putting in our bodies. But all of a sudden, but all of a sudden, genetically modified viruses, they're okay. We don't, I mean, like, I just, these are just questions that I have that I think everyone needs to be asking. All right, well, the great. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right, let's go to uh, Mike in Texas. Hi, Mike. Hi, how you doing? I appreciate your talking to me. Uh, I, my background is, was in banking, and uh, uh, when you're talking, uh, ma'am, when you were talking about the smart people, the lawyers, the doctors, and all that kind of stuff, you know, if you said it once, said it a million times out there about the smart people, I'm going to tell you something. You are just as smart as any of those people out there. You may God be in you, a Mike. different category. I wouldn't want to go up against you on a talk show, but <laughs> it's the common sense in this country that is missing. Now, I'm, I'm 76, so I'm going to throw that in there. God bless but, you. Uh, uh, you know, I, I came up in a different era than most of the people out there today. But the thing about it is I, I, I can tell you from experience, that doctors and there's no more category of jobs out there than that gets more money in their lifetime than doctors. And I can tell you, they're not really good managers of money. Mm-hmm. Lawyers spend a whole lot of money putting on the show. You know, I got to have a big house and big car and stuff like that. And they use all their money up and they, they're good at what they do. And I've had a lot of experience in that you know, at one time I had over 200 lawsuits going with one law firm in a town in Texas. Hmm. So I, I've, I've been in the courthouse a time or two, and I, I can tell you, common tell you what is the real key, key and, and that's, that's right. missing. I would make one other comment, and then I'll let mm-hmm. you go. But, uh, you know, the Bible says that he, he doesn't work, doesn't eat, mm. right? Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now that's, that's kind of short and sweet, but yeah. uh, 
that cure a lot of little ills out there. That's, That's right. right. That's biblical. It's short and sweet, and it's biblical. I tell you what, I was just thinking, though, and we'll go back to the phone lines. I was thinking, ma'am, uh, we don't want Mike to, to write a tell-all. <laughs> America's banker tells it all. We don't, we don't want that, Mike. So <laughs> it's like, look, I'm working on it right now. That's funny. Where do we go next, Will the Great? Let's go to Ken. Hi, Ken. Hi, Will. Hi, Mickey. Hey, um, thank you for um, what you brought up about the video that was taken down there off of YouTube, um, the video of Dr. Uh, Daniel Erickson and mm -hmm. the other doctor. Um, listen, I, I, my main comment really here is I, thank you for that. That's very valuable information that they're giving us, um, like you say, for, for the debate to hear the other side of the story. Um, but the part about um, social media and in particular Facebook uh, and, and some of the others like them. I know how hard it is for a lot of people to try to get off of that. But if everybody, I, I'm I'm off of Facebook. I got off several years ago mm -hmm. uh, when they started blocking Christians and uh, mm -hmm. and my posts about Jesus. So uh, I mean, they shut me down entirely. Mm -hmm. So wow. it wasn't really me getting off. I was just I just closed my page and went out. But yeah. here's the point. If if we did, they only have the power they have because we give it to them. That's if true. If everybody got off, that would be the end of Facebook. I know that's that true. sounds simplistic. No, that's true. But it's so easy for us to tell ourselves that something is really important and necessary, and it may not really be. That That's mm -hmm. all I'm saying here. No, that's, Man, that's, that's, can, that's true. Go, go ahead, ahead, Will. Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't disagree with him at all. I no. don't disagree with him at all. It's, <laughs> it, it, at all. It, Man, it is so it he's right. He's right, but for some reason it's easier said than done. It's true. It's true, but I'm telling you if there was a if there was a day, you know, if there was a day um to feel the impact of what it is to have Christian presence on social media, um if nothing else just the buying impact. Uh it might send a message, but it, might it be would something be something need to be done. An act of Congress to get everyone <laughs> to agree to do it. Let's try to squeeze in a couple more calls. All right, let's go to Frank in Alabama. Hi Frank. Hi, this is Frank, and uh, I want to thank you for taking my call. I, I wrote mine out so I can be quick. That's the only way I can be quick. <laughs> but I, I want to say that uh, regarding Corona, fake father of lies, you know who that is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, the, uh, on the, the communism, which is where we're getting this information, this lie, is not a political or economic government. It's first of all, its first principle is atheism. There is no mm. God. Mm. Hello. Mm -hmm. With mm -hmm. uh, with Satan's help, America has gotten the coronavirus backwards totally wrong. Mm. And I I can list I've listed ten separate things. I'm not going to give you. But I'm going to give you two of the latest conclusions that I've come to, the, the very latest truth that uh, makes you not, not have to know what all the lies are. Number one, there's only one unique symptom of the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. It is a smell and taste. You can find that out just about asking I've been reading about that. Ask them to smell something. Uh, no other test is necessary. The R. And the second one is 
there has been a prescription that worked for this for 50 years, beginning in 1944, and it was discontinued in 1994. It was. Oh, Frank, we're coming to the end of the show. Oh, oh man, have, I yeah, hate to cut to, him off. I'm that. so sorry, Frank. I am so sorry. We got to get to the end of the show. I tell you what, um, call us back tomorrow. I'd like to hear that last part of what Frank was going to say. Uh, we're out of time, though. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.